This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character. A problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hey, everybody, welcome to Sports Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm joined today by Jason Inman. Jason, you're back, man. It's been I'm it's back. Been and I'm, uh, it, uh, does it does feel like, like yesterday, yesterday, and I'm also, also secretly electric like Superman. Superman. Oh, are you, when are you, when, at what point in the episode will you split off and become the electric red Superman? Oh, Jason Red, uh, he'll show up at about the 30-minute mark. Okay, cool. All right. I look forward to that. <laughs> and then the Millennium Giants will show up, these giant cow creatures, and they'll tell you to stop the podcast. Yeah, and I will be gladly happy to do it because by that point... <laughs> yes. And then and then I'll be replaced by an Alex Ross painting that'll make me look like I, I do right now. Right. That sounds great. And I'll grow a mullet just for good measure. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> There needs, needs to be, to be more mullets, mullets in the world. I know. Uh, in high school, I I almost had a mullet. I was almost <laughs> there. I was just growing. It was just it, it was just uh, all, it was just everywhere. So all right. But uh, but yeah, no, it was not a good scene. Once people started making fun of Superman with a mullet, I was like, oh no, <laughs> this has to go. <laughs> like I'll fully admit, when, when Superman, Superman cut his hair for the wedding special, at first I was like, he looks, looks weird. weird, right? Yeah. yeah. But but my, my first Superman, Superman comic was the death of Superman. So I think mine was too because. My parents, I remember I was reading comics. My parents were like, yo, you got to go down to the comic book store. And I'm like, that's the first time you've ever asked me to go there. Usually, it's You a better go down there, Sal. Yeah, and I'm like, why? And they're like, because <laughs> Superman's dying. Didn't you read this newspaper article about it? And I'm like, no. I don't What's care a about newspaper? Superman. Yeah. And uh, so we got, we got two copies. And I cracked mine open. I'm like, this is dope. And then I read <laughs> for a, until, he, until he got married. I read Superman until he got married. Oh, wow. I was like, holy crap. And then I I remember somewhere somewhere around like uh, around Conduit, I was like, what am I doing? I don't like Superman. I like like Conduit, Conduit, though. I like Conduit. Conduit Conduit needs to come back. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He needs a rebirth, if you will. He needs a rebirth. No no change in the costume, though. Just No, you can't. No. You can't change that too many piping wires. He looks like, yeah, he looks dope. Uh, but yeah, but Jason, you're here for a number of reasons, not, not the first of which is, of course, to enjoy, enjoy your, your company. company. Of course. Yes. And yeah, uh, what better way to uh, to celebrate that that joining of minds than to talk about a book you're coming out with? You're making a book. It's called Jupiter Jet. Uh, well, volume two. Uh, you've already made a great book of Jupiter Jet. And uh, oh, thanks, man. And now there's more. And uh, so, yes, I'm just going to let you take it away because you could sell this book way better than I could. So jump in. Yes. Uh, my our, our new, new comic, comic uh, this, this is co-written, co-written by, by me and my, my wife, wife Ashley Victoria Robinson. It's the sequel to our Ringo nominated all ages series Jupiter Jet. And we're making Jupiter Jet 2 because for years people have been asking us, when is when is that going to happen? So we're here. Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio is the sequel. It, it is, is on, on Kickstarter, Kickstarter right now. If you go, go to jupiterjetcomic.com, Jupiter uh, it is basically continuing the story of our all-ages adventure comic. And uh, Jupiter Jet is now 17. In volume 1, she was 16. And she's been keeping her city of Olympic Heights safe for the last year. She's the best superhero in her world. And uh, But she's getting a little uh, antsy. She wants to go to space. She wants to fly around the universe and free the human race from their alien oppressors called the Praetors. And then Praetor Pluto was our villain in Volume 1, if you read it out there. Um, but 
she soon meets this character called the Black Flyer, who arrives in orbit and basically kicks her butt and shows her that it takes more than a jetpack to be a superhero. And of course, at the same time, her sidekick, Chuck, her little brother, finds a mysterious and long-forgotten radio that they can possibly use to defeat the Black Flyer. So uh, we're very excited about it. Um, a lot of people have been asking us for our sequel. And when we, when we say also all-ages comics, we mean that it is a comic book like uh, when you and I, the days of Conduit, when you could hand a comic book to your grandma, to a five-year-old, and they didn't need to know anything else, and they could read it. That's what Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio is. It is an optimistic, energetic, fun comic book. Because, because that's, that's the comic, comic books that, that I miss right now. Yeah. Uh, instead, instead of these ones that are existential crises and, and, and based around the multiverse exploding every five seconds, seconds. this is just a comic book about a seven-year-old girl with a jetpack punching robots in the face. And does she enjoy that? Or does she want to do more? That's what this comic's about. So you can find it right now. It is an independent comic book because it's a labor of love, because we're not through the big two. We're only being published by Action Lab. And because of that, that means that Ashley and I have to pay for the entire things ourselves. And that's why Kickstarter is such an amazing medium, because you guys are basically just pre-ordering the book. And, um, you know, fun fact, Ashley and I don't get paid for our comics. We take no page rate for any of our Kickstarters because we are doing this as a labor of love. So... If, if this lovely comic book sounds like up your alley, go to jupiterjetcomic.com. And there's a link in the description, I believe. That's right. There is. Jupiterjetcomic.com. Check it out down there. Yeah. Got a bunch of cool rewards. Check them out. Yeah. Oh, man. No. The Kickstarter. It's actually kind of amazing to think about this thing that only came about a few short years ago. And without it, neither of us would have had a book that exists in the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's the amazing thing about Kickstarter. It. Gets, gets rid, rid of the, the gatekeepers, gatekeepers of the traditional, traditional publishing, publishing company. company. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Everyone gets the books they want. Isn't that kind of, kind of yeah. special? <laughs> really cool. Um, but yeah, and I hope so, you love, I hope you love Super Jet. Check oh, it yeah. out. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Check it out. Um, I have my copy over there. It's. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, oh, thank, thank you, dude. Of course. Yeah. I, I feel honored that it's on the Comic Pop set. set. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's weird. Or in the Comic Pop office. office. I don't know. It's in the I'm... office. It's, well, the set doesn't have the books. Okay, the books okay. would crush whatever we have back there. We, but I have a, <laughs> I have a uh, like 15 strong square giant thing from Ikea that has all the trade paperbacks and hardcovers mm. we have. And it's just choked. I actually have to. It's full. It weighs 700 pounds. pounds. It, it does. It weighs yeah. probably 1,000 pounds. It's nuts. <laughs> um, just by itself, it weighed a couple hundred pounds. But anyway, uh, so we're going to talk about uh, about editorially mandated stories that uh, change the status quo of our characters. Uh, more specifically, yes, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the, the whole um, the whole Superman identity thing, and 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 it's kind of inspired by a theory that I came up with recently that Jason, you were you were kind of uh, impressed with uh, I, yeah i, I take yeah, a small bit of pleasure in that i i'm, I'm excited whenever you're like whenever i say something that excites you because i'm like you're a good litmus test for quality so i like to say like hey you, you, oh thank you you, you say a lot of stuff that excites me um <laughs> I, can't I can't remember what else world episode you were doing with Joel. One, yeah yeah and, but, but you, you brought up this whole idea about this superman one more day theory now everybody out there if you don't know Back in the day when Marvel decided that they didn't want Spider-Man to be married anymore, they made this event called One More Day. And I think we're, we're going to go into that in more details, but we're not going to bury the lead. 
Sal had this amazing theory about that they might be doing the same thing to Superman currently. Yeah. Again, we have no details about this. It's just an idea in Sal's mind, and I kind of wanted to quiz Sal about it. So, Sal, they just in Brian Michael Bendis' Superman run, Superman took off his glasses and said, hey, I'm Clark Kent. Yeah, almost no reason. He did a press... Look, you're you're kind of right on that. There really is no setup for it. He just decides, well, I don't want to lie to the world anymore. Right, which um, you can argue that's a that's a Superman characteristic. He's but he's yeah. been pretty okay with that lie forever. I don't know. You know, I I you know I just want to point out to uh, the DC Comics editorial team who does a fine job on many many comics that uh, the last time Superman revealed his identity about three and a half years ago. Um, the storyline was, was called Truth. Truth. Yep. And, and the current storyline is called Truth. Truth. So um, somebody, somebody hasn't been Googling. Googling. Just, Just want to... Google is a thing. Google. You might want to check it out. What's, Anyways. What's, what's fascinating um, about that is that, like, it's the same editors. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, they probably edited the same damn book. But, um, so, so at, at the time of this recording, um, we've only seen the issue, issue basically, basically where he did the giant press conference. Yes. And it's, it's going to have ramifications throughout the world. They're doing a couple specials. We haven't read those specials at the time, at the time of this, but um, it's really going to affect a lot of things in Superman. Because to me, Clark Kent is such an inherent part of that storyline. Yes. And to me, Clark Kent is the secret identity. Right. You know. So, um, Sal, what? Where did this theory come from? Do you want to just tell your theory and like I'll I'll I'll. I'll, I'll interrupt you when I want to like, like get, get more, more details. details. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, With cool. respect to this, um, I had always heard, and, and this isn't me like using a position I had at a previous employer and manipulating. This is legitimately just like I remember reading in a Wizard one year. Joe Casada said when he started working mm-hmm. at Marvel that the bigwigs at DC wanted to unmarry Superman. That they all always kind of regarded the marriage of Superman and Lois Lane as a mistake. Like. They were really kind of goaded into doing it because they were going to do it in the show. I, by the way, yeah, that is slightly true. true. I, I bet, bet what Joe Casada is talking, talking about. You can, can find this. Have, have you, you ever heard of the Superman 2000, 2000 pitch? No, I don't think so. Okay, so in, in the, the early 2000s, 2000s, don't know the exact year. There, remember when Jeff Loeb, Joe Kelly. And uh, Steven Siegel, those group took over the Superman titles. Yeah. You know, because everybody remembers it because it was the big Ed McGinnis Superman, which I love. Right. But anyways, um, they were not the original team. The original team that pitched for Superman was Grant Morrison, Mark Wade, Mark Miller, and I can't remember who the fourth one was, but it's another big name. And they all were like, we'll all do our titles and we'll loosely think. And they did this giant pitch, which I think you can find if you Google enough. And I believe it's called Superman 2000. Okay. So so this would be in like 99, 98-ish. But the idea is that they would start in, in the... Right. Their pitch was that they wanted to reboot Superman. Well, they would tell Superman stories building to the year 2000. Okay. And the idea was that in the year 2000, in Y2K... Right. That Brainiac was going to invade, you know, Metropolis and do this thing and nanites and stuff like that. And everybody on Earth was going to be infected with, uh, like, nanites and stuff, like Brainiac nanites. Okay. 
And through this storyline, over the course of this year, like, Bat, uh, Superman was going to have an identity reveal. There were going to be a lot of changes. Certain characters were going to be killed. Da, 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 da. But it was all going to build to the year 2000 to when these nanites would rewrite the world. What? And Superman would be like the only person that would remember. Oh. Okay, now I could... Now, yeah, I, could I, could be, be, I could be wrong. It, it might not be Brainiac, Brainiac nanites. It, it might be a Mr. Missile Spitlick as well oh, in there okay. as well. But I, I remember hearing about but it. I know, yes. Okay. So, again, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this document off the top of my head. I'm certain it's quite different. But anyways, it was going to lead to that New Year's Eve 2000, boom, Superman was going to be the only one that was going to remember the DC Universe as it was. Okay. But, but the, the only, only big change that they were going to do, do, really, was that at this point, Lois and Clark aren't married. <laughs> and, and, she, and she doesn't know that he's Superman. Right. Okay. So, so, I, so to go back to your point, I bet that's the pitch that Joe Casado was talking about. Hmm. Interesting. Because yeah. I well, so okay because he doesn't really dwell on it too much, but he does say like that they regarded the marriage as a mistake and they really don't want to do it anymore and they want to tell stories about like a young, unmarried Superman. And I'm like – are you for real? Like, that's, like, the story potential of Superman dating was explored, like, maybe in John Byrne's Man of Steel when he, when he went out, when he kissed Wonder Woman that one time. Like, I mean, really? The best the, 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 best the Silver Age came up with was, was they were like, like hmm, how, how about, about Superman, Superman dates, dates a mermaid? A, uh, the mermaid! Lori <laughs> 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 Lamaris, my friend. Yeah, duh. <laughs> that drove me nuts. I remember we, we did Superman Year One and, uh, on back issues. and me, Yeah, she, she shows up in it. She shows up, and I'm like, now, you may <laughs> think this is bizarre, but here's the, here's the kicker. She's been in three eras of continuity, and they're like, no! <laughs> But yeah, no, man. Like, so uh, they're like, yeah, we want to tell these rich stories about Superman dating. And uh, and so Casada took man catting around. Hey, baby. (laughs) But that's uh, what I think when I see Superman. I want Superman going to bars. Yeah. Picking up chicks. (laughs) I want him, you know, today it'd be great. He could he could be joined Tinder or something. Oh, yeah. Superman on Tinder. It'd be great. Oh, shit. I'm I'm crushing the phone when I swipe right. Right. Oh, no. I swiped so hard. Yeah. yeah. I oh no. I, just, I literally I was like, do I still have those Joe Casada emails where he told me that? Oh yes, I do. Oh wow. Um, I'm not gonna read them here, but like. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, maybe I should. But anyways, but uh, but they, so he's like, okay, so the DC wanted to do this, and that's and, he, and for him he was like, and that's Superman. So if they were willing to mm-hmm. go that hard, continuity wise with Superman, the, the big, big yeah, the big guy. guy then maybe I can do the same thing over here with Marvel with Spider-Man. Because, according to him, everyone at Marvel, everyone at Marvel, all the editors, all the writers, they were sick of a married Spider-Man. Kept getting hamstrung with these boring stories about Peter Parker being married. What am I going to do with this Mary Jane thing? I remember Spider-Man when he was a single, like, gadbout, out there swinging around, dating Gwen until she died. Like, you know, like, all kinds of fun stuff. And so Casada's like, I'll just steal the idea they had over with, with Superman and apply it to Spider-Man. And I think, and I, and I, and this could be wrong, but I feel like there was a discussion where they were like, no, Superman will make a deal with Neron or mm-hmm. lady, whatever the hell her name is. Lady Blaze. Thank you. Or Lady Blaze and undo the marriage. Well, we got our own nefarious character, Mephisto. We'll just have him do that. That like the Mephisto deal came about 
well before One More Day was even written. It was just like, so he'll make a deal with Mephisto, Mephisto will change reality. Boom. That's Let it. Me, can, I ask, can, I can I ask you a question, question real yeah, quick yeah. before we move there? there. Do you, Do you like, like Peter Parker being, being married, married or being yeah, single? single? I've always... I, well, for me, I grew up with Peter Parker being married already. Yes. Um, I like Peter Parker being married. Uh, I've always loved those stories. I thought they were kind of, like, sweet, like, in home, like, you know, home feeling. Like, it's like... it's. I agree. Story. He should be married. Well, thank you very much. I agree, yeah. too. I, I feel like... I've, I've loved him being married forever. The idea of him being unmarried. I remember in, in the 90s, Marvel used to put... When they were really desperate and and dying, they shoved these little like cards into their books that had a little like checklist of uh, 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 for the reader that said things like, "Would you like to see Storm or would you like to see Rogue and Gambit get married? Would you buy two Wolverine books a month?" And really, yeah. When, when did they, they do? do I, I don't remember. remember that. I think it was like when did 90, they do that? It was between ninety four and ninety six. But like it was oh. these are these are real questions. Would you like? They were to doing consumer, consumer testing. testing. Yes. Would you like ah. to see Sabretooth as a hero or a villain? Um, and uh, and one right. of them was, would you like Mary Jane to stay together or get a divorce? And this was in the this was during the Clone Saga. That was when those things were coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't know. You, yeah. I thought you people knew this shit. Um, but that card was a scary indicator that I was where I was like, is that even in question? Why would you ever want to change yeah. that? Um, but right. but apparently, according to the edit- to, to Joe and and the editors at Marvel, like everyone wanted to change that, and uh, so Joe just took the Superman blueprint and put it on Superman or on, on Spider Man because for him, and, and this is a thing he said to me in in, in person was, Spider Man is the Superman of the Marvel universe. I mean that's, that's true. true. It really yeah, is. I don't disagree. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So Bendis knows this because Joe Casada brought Bendis into Marvel. Mm-hmm. And so Bendis goes to DC. He gets Superman. He kind of like almost incepts this whole universe where he's like, "So I heard from Joe, who used to work for DC, that you were going to do this to Superman. And when you did it to Spider-Man, I was writing for Marvel at the time. So now I'm going to DC, and maybe I can take the Joe Casada plan and apply that to Superman, like you were going to do originally. It's like this whole weird cyclical thing. And I think very in, it's very, very comic, comic books inception. inception. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and I can imagine the DC yes. people being like, what a great idea. Like, yeah, you had that 20 years ago. Um, but I, yeah. I theorize that Man of Steel, the Superman miniseries that introduces Rogel Czar okay. and pitches this whole like universe of, of Superman Bendis books, that that was. And, and really should have just been the first arc of the uh, regular, regular series. series oh, it sure. was. And it straight up was. I, I think that yeah. it was a testing ground for whether or not the one more daying of Superman is palatable to readers. Oh, interesting. interesting. Because, because yes, in, in that, that book, book there's, there's no, no Lois and there's no, no John. John. No. And by the way, it's all drawn by this, by like Ivan Rice or something like that for the most superstars. Yeah. Superstars. Yeah. But Fabic draws all the, where are John and Lois pages? Mm. I think that, Originally, it was just, here's the book. Here's Man of Steel, or here's the first arc of Superman. And it's a testing ground for, what if when Bendis came on board, we just one more date Superman? And they're like, let's show what that world would be like. And if the audience loves it, and they don't ask where John and Lois are, then we'll just say that's what happened. And we'll, we'll, we'll do like a, a lost story arc later that explains where they went. Mm-hmm. but that like as not necessarily as it was coming out, but more over like more like when it was starting to get solicited, 
they got cold feet and they're like, Fabic, can you draw like a six page story that explains where Lois and John went? And they like shoved them in there. And it's why like you keep getting repeated pages throughout the whole arc about like where they were. Cause really there's only like four or five pages that tell you where John sure. and Lois went. Um, which also, by the way, might explain why Mr. Oz is so different and crappy compared to what he was like before. It's like, because he only had a few pages to explain where it all went. Um, but that essentially Man of Steel was their way of saying like, of, of kind of like testing it out. Like, Hey, would you like an unmarried Superman? Here are a few sexy ladies for him to date. If you do. Um, Here's a few sexy he ladies literally invents three date. different sexy ladies for Superman yeah. to date uh, that he meets. You in are. York. I mean, you, you are correct. Like, like there's, there's the, the fire chief lady. lady. Yep. There's, there's the, the new, new gossip, gossip reporter. Uh huh. And, and who's who's, who's the, the third? third? Oh man, hang on. Uh, oh, the uh, the 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 African American woman who works for for the Daily Planet. She's like the mole. Oh, the, the one, one that, that becomes, becomes the um uh, uh, the, the red, red cloud, red, red mist, mist thing. Yes. Okay. okay interesting. interesting. Yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, man. You know, I'll, I'll say like there's, there's no evidence to, to but that. I mean, that's, that's interesting. interesting. That, that is interesting. interesting. Although it, let me let me ask you this because in and we talked about this in, in our the last video we recorded a little bit, um, you know, we both agree that Jonathan Kent is like one of the best things that DC has done in years. It's the best idea like, that came out of Rebirth, and it might be the best idea for yep. Superman in decades. And you know the crazy thing about it? Didn't even come out of Rebirth. It's a convergence idea. It's a convergence idea. I know. That's the funniest thing ever. It comes from DC's convergence, an event that everyone dislikes. Yeah, that no one is a fan of. That no one is a fan of. And it's the only thing that they kept from that event. But they retconned it, though. Yeah, it's funny because, and my best example of that is my wife, Ashley, who is also my co-writer on Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio, uh, link, link in the description, description. Plug, plug yourself. yourself. Anyways, um, <laughs> she, she she says, and this is honest, that she was not when I when we first got together, she did, was not a fan of Superman. Right. And I was a fan of Superman because I come from Kansas. I grew up on a farm. You know, Superman is like one of two people that people in Kansas have that are famous. We have Superman, and we have Dorothy Gale from The Wizard of Oz. Um, that's not bad. And they're both and they're both fictional characters, and that's all we got. Right. Uh, uh, like, like the, the third one we have is like Don, Don Johnson. Johnson. It beats Iowa. No. You got James T. Kirk, and oh. that's kind of it. I don't know. James T. Kirk's pretty big, but yes, yeah, we have sure. Superman. Superman. Superman can punch, punch the crap out of James T. Kirk. Kirk. Anyways, yeah. um, so, so she was she not a fan, fan, and so, so I was trying to convince her. her. And, and it, it wasn't, wasn't really until Jonathan Kent in the DC Rebirth area that she was like, "Oh wow!" And she says, and I love this point where she was like, "I didn't know that I needed." Superman, Superman as a dad, dad to like Superman. Superman. Right. You know, and, and it's, it's interesting, interesting because when you when you back up and you think about that, Superman is our dad. dad. Like, like we, we none of us can be Superman. Superman. None of us. No. We can we maybe can be, be Robin. Robin. That's, That's the reason why Robin is the audience character in that book. book. Mm -hmm. That's the whole reason why they introduce him in that book. Yeah. But we can never be Superman because we're not from another planet and we're not completely invulnerable. Right. But Superman in stories comes along. And tells characters how to act, right. what, what to, to do, how to succeed, your dreams. Yeah, that's, that's what, what a dad, dad does. does. Well, Superman, Superman 
has always been our dad, and they found a way to physicalize it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's true. He it's he's actually the best dad because he doesn't proselytize. He is the best dad. He just that's right. He just lives by example, and he's not angry yeah. with you if you fail. He's just disappointed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, he is, is. He is, is the, the best, best dad, dad. And, I and I think that's, that's what everybody responded to. Everybody was like, "Oh, we've had Clark close and Clark married for about a decade. Right. We've had Lois and Clark single for about sixty years." Well, he never had Lois and Clark raising a family. And again, I think it's very notable because, look, um, the CW just greenlit Superman and Lois. Yes. We are are getting that show in the fall. We're going to at least get 20 episodes of it, at least one season. Um, And the aspect that they decided to focus on was the Superman family. You know, that says something that they feel that that's the most way to sell this concept now. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, so go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it's kind of fascinating how like the audience, the TV universe, like everyone kind of gets why this works. And the only ones who don't really seem to get that this is a big deal and kind of important for the longevity of Superman are the people who write Superman. Yes. So, okay, okay, so, so um, you, you think, think Man of Steel was a testing ground. ground? I do, and I think um, the response was so vitriol okay. that they were like, okay, never mind, we'll do it later. Like, we'll do it later. You know, mm. we'll, we'll kick the can down the road. And the identity so you, so you, Okay, so you think the identity is the next step of this? Well, I think, I think this is right out of the Joe Quesada playbook. I think that for Bendis, okay. he's like, okay. you need, He's like, because I can imagine the bigwigs being like, well, they didn't respond to it. How are we going to do it, though? And Bendis going like, you gotta justify it. You gotta put them in danger. How did it work for Spider-Man? Part of the reason why people are arguing, the people that had a problem with One More Day don't have a problem with it happening. They have a problem with it making mm-hmm. a deal with the devil. And even then, he had to make a deal with the devil because of something that was actually, like, story-wise, mm-hmm. uh, a threat. Like, so we gotta have him take, like, Spider-Man releases his identity like he shouldn't have, like no one would. Came out of left field. So did Superman's. Now all we gotta do is have somebody threaten his family. I'm thinking Lex Luthor. <laughs> have you um, have you do you, you listen, listen to, to the amazing, amazing podcast, podcast Word Balloon? I have listened to it. I'm aware it's an incredible show. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, yeah, John, John Centers hosts the amazing show. show. He, he had, had Mark, Mark Miller, Miller on there at the end of last year. And they, they talked, talked a little bit about Civil War. War. Oh. And Mark, Mark Miller, Miller says in this interview, interview yeah. again, again, that was, was probably recorded in November of last year. Mark Miller Miller says says, um, that that revealing revealing Spider-Man's identity identity was not not his idea. idea. No. It It was was Joe Quesada's. I remember Quesada taking credit for that, like, when it happened. Yeah, and Mark Mark Miller Miller kind of said that he was like, the only reason why we kind of agreed to it was because we knew one more day was happening and that that would reset it. Yeah. So... You know, yeah, because, because Mark Miller, because Mark Miller was kind of like, well, you can't reveal his identity because, because like, he needs a secret identity. But like, if you're gonna, change, yeah, if you're gonna change it all down the line, then sure, let's put it in. Exactly, exactly. Well, yeah. if it's only gonna be six months worth of stories, let's get those stories and then get yeah. out. Yeah. And with Superman, I think. So that's okay, let me. Okay, okay so, so let's, let's keep, keep going down your your theory, theory right. uh, which so I think I think you might be exactly right, man. All right, right, so, so Superman, Superman has revealed the secret identity. identity. Yep. Okay? Um, so, so you, you think, think the next, next step, step is Luther is just going to 
torture the people of the Daily Planet. Like, right. well, attack them hard, kind of like the Kingpin in One More Day. Exactly. Because, I mean, like, there, okay. that moment in, in the issue when Superman reveals the identity, we saw Apex Lex, and then he morphs into Lex Luthor, the character that Ben is clearly wants to write about. And mm. I love it because Brainiac says to Lex, how did you not know this? Mm-hmm. And Lex says nothing. Fair point. He looks horribly embarrassed. And it's like, yeah, I think that this is going to be an ego thing for him. Where he's like, I, you like, you know what I mean? He's just going to be beside himself and he's going to have to be like, I have to destroy you. So we may see like a big resurgence of like the Superman rogues gallery. And then it turns out Lex is behind it all or something. But like, it's going to be mm-hmm. like, like a, a Superman Super revenge squad. squad. Yeah. Now, that being said... I love this. Oh, yeah. We know that... I, I love Bendis to death, and Bendis is probably, like, at least 75% of the reason why I'm back in comics. Um, let's, let's say this. this. Let's, let's put, put this, this out there. Yeah. Whatever, Whatever we think, think of his stories, stories mm-hmm. Brian Michael Bendis, Bendis, one of the greatest comic book writers of the 20th century. century. Exactly. Of 21st, 21st century. century. I Easily. agree. Easily. I believe that. So, let's, like, put, let's, let's put his... Let's, Let's put, put his, his bony feeties up on front street. street. Exactly. Like, All right, no, let's, let's continue. continue. Uh, like, you know, <laughs> if he gives me a punch, I agree. I, I, I'll understand. But like, don't let yeah. me, you know, don't misunderstand me. Yeah. I love his work. Um, we know you're watching, watching Brian. Brian. Right. Yeah. He's a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I met him at New York. Yeah, I know you. Yeah. Two years ago, he had never yeah. seen a single episode of anything I'd ever made. But his handler, Brian. his handler was a big fan. So oh, interesting. Goes, so okay. he, his handler came up for. I, by the way, so he's aware. Oh yeah. Oh no, because his handler came up for a selfie, and Bendis was like, "What the fuck?" Like he was. He was like, <laughs> and he goes, "Who are you?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I." You know, I, it, I do a YouTube channel. He's like, "Oh, okay." And his and his and his handler was like, "This guy's awesome. He loves your stuff." Blah blah blah. He goes, "Okay, well, let's talk about some stuff." And we had a nice little conversation. Um. Oh, that's, oh, that's good. Well, that's, that's great. great. Yeah, but that's now really he's great. seen the show. Uh, by, by the way, uh, uh, by the way, Brian, Brian Michael Bendis. Um, hi, Brian. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis uh, has read Jupiter Jet in Volume One, and he liked it. Oh, that's great. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. He he picked it. He picked it up, and he sent us a very nice message about it. No shit. That's so. Yeah, yeah. I would love that. So, anyways. Oh yeah. Great. Great writer. Right. That being said. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that being said, uh, I don't even know where I was going with that. I, I guess just the, oh, oh, uh, we're, oh, we're, I we're, now. we're at Superman, Superman Revenge Squad. Squad. Yes. Uh, we're, we're. When Bendis takes on a character, Daredevil, Spider-Man, uh, you know, the Avengers, Superman, he's only read three trades of that character and mm-hmm. then focuses his runs on derivatives from those trades. So, like, if he's okay. read the X-Men, he's read three X-Men books. And they might be really important X-Men books. But he hasn't sure. read the other X-Men books. And mm-hmm. with Superman, I am certain he has read What Do You Get for the Man Who Has Everything? And mm. What Do You Get for the Man Who Has Everything? Written by Alan Moore. If you're only going to read three or four of Superman stories, I wouldn't judge you if that was one of them. That, that should, should be one of them. That story is a great template that Bendis could use for his run until the crisis. Where Lex Luthor oh, 
kind of like is i mean i think it's brainiac who's actually behind everything well it's nix of spitlick is behind everything no, it's, it's, it's mixel spitlick is, is who it is which would be a pretty by the way i reveal. love i love love that reveal also i just want to point out the last time we put superman's identity back into the bag it was mixel spitlick and rebirth so you know remember that Remember that story? Oh, okay, so it's interesting. It's an interesting that what if he is recreating whatever happened to the man tomorrow? Because that begins with an identity. I said, what if what do you get for the man is everything? I meant, what do you get for what whatever happened to the man of tomorrow? I'm sorry, that was both Alan Moore stories. They're very mixed. I'm sure he's read that one too. Oh, sure, sure. Do you think who else do you think from what you read? And I've read it too, but like. You seem to be more attuned to it than I am. Um, do you? Th- what other? Do you think there's any other creators besides Alan Moore? Like, is he a Byrne? Right. John Byrne guy? Like, what, what other Superman run do you think he's pulling from? Okay, so I think he had to at least be aware of the Byrne run because they used the Byrne Man of Steel font for the title of his Man of Steel book. Yes. Which, yes. by the way. I didn't realize how 80s it looked until I saw it on a modern comic. I was like, oh, my God, I hate <laughs> this logo. Um, oh, I love it. I don't I, care. I, I, love it. I love it now. In con- I was like, because I went back to my minutes. I'm like, oh, my God, it's the same logo. So, like, I think maybe I understand, understand your, your point. point yeah. But he didn't, uh, he did, but he didn't use anything from it. So I don't know. It, it, but it could. Here's the thing. After the crisis, then we'll know. Because if we see shades of burn, then we'll know. But, like, the, the, the Rogel's are stuff i think is some of the worst contributions to superman's history in the last 50 years um i mean the the red red and blue stuff like i don't know and the millennium giants don't forget them everyone's favorite that's everyone loves the millennium giants don't get me started everyone loves the i mean it's the thing i hear the most in comic book shops they're like when is dc gonna bring back the millennium giants the story everybody wants everyone wants the bloodline characters back everyone wants bloodlines back you know man like when are they gonna listen they did bring back that book for did like a minute. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, they brought it back. How did I, how did I miss that? It was like a, when did that happen? I think it was like a tie-in to something else. But I remember seeing like, oh, Bloodlines. Oh, okay, yeah. By the way, Bloodlines is not in trade. More Bloodlines. Blood yeah. <laughs> no no Bloodlines trade. What the hell? You know, uh, they recently, recently well, they, they, a, couple a couple years ago, they collected, they collected um, what, what was that storyline story in the late 80s? Legacies? Legacies? Uh, oh, Millennium. Yeah, they recently collected that one. Yes. I bought the um, trade. So I, I'm actually surprised. Yeah, yeah I'm, surprised I'm surprised that they, they haven't actually brought, brought all, they just haven't, re- I, I, thought I thought that was going to start, start the trend of DC reprinting all their crazy crossover events, you know, like year one. Anyways. Or 2000 AD or whatever. No, uh. Armageddon 2001? What, what about, about the What about the Millennium Apes? <laughs> Everyone loves that. Or JL, JL Apes? Everybody JL remembers that storyline. Yeah. Why is that not in trade, DC? Everybody loves monkeys. Anyways. Okay, so. But I think, well, as far as what he's read, I feel like, you know, the ones I can point to are the more books. I, I don't know how much he's read, you know? Like, okay. there's some things you can tell, like, he read the Kree Scroll War. And by read, I mean skimmed. But like, he. But like, uh, with Superman, I feel like it's definitely very selective. I feel like maybe he read Birthright, like, because I think that that's something that everyone tells him to read. Like, if you're gonna read sure. Birthright, you gotta read Birthright. But they're all kind of like enduring, kind of like retelling of his origins. Like the best Superman stories are the origin. So, you know. Mm-hmm. So the, the best storyline of Superman, Superman is the origin. Like, like Superman, Superman always, always enters, enters problems, problems in his, in his second, second act. act. Yeah. You know, you know like. like 
I mean, I mean, Superman, Superman has the best, best origin in comic books. Like, like st yep. stop. Like, like I, I would say, I would say Peter, Peter Parker is a very close second. Yes, easily. But um, God, God, we all there's, there's a reason why everybody on the street knows that origin. origin. Yeah, it's because it's, it's so good. But, but it's also it's also Moses. Moses but it's, it's so good. I was gonna say it's positively biblical. But like it is in that regard. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like the <laughs> it's like the Western culture's Bible. Like that's yes. one of the stories. Like we have, you know, yeah. It's like it's up there. Superman myth should be told like Paul Bunyan, like and Johnny Appleseed. Like it should be considered an American myth that is like part of our mm -hmm. culture. Um, anyway, yes, hundred yeah. uh, percent. But yeah, so uh, but with respect to this whole thing, you know, regardless of what he's read and what he's not, I think that it's all leading to the one more day reboot. I think that like especially when okay. we, when I started hearing rumbling rumblings about a crisis coming at the end or within this year we're in now. I was like, oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course he's, he's revealing his identity. Because now we're pulling mm. out all the stops. We can do anything. We're right back into the back in black one more day territory where it's like, we're going to undo it. Oh, I, I just, just came, came up with a stupid, stupid idea. idea. So, so, like, again, this, this, this new crisis that's going to happen, happen that's going to happen this year. year. Yeah. Um, this, this is the first I've heard of it. I, I knew that we were getting metal to death metal or whatever it's called. If you go by Bleeding Cool. I knew I that was happening, happening. And, and I, I thought, thought that was the whole thing leading to 5G. I didn't know that we were going to get two this year. year. Man, where are you going to have this time? time. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know. Is, is there a possibility that this second crisis could be called Identity Crisis 2? Oh. Oh, no. I mean, that just popped into my head, and because it primarily deals with Superman's identity and secret identities as a whole... I mean, is there that, a chance? Because remember, Brian Michael, Michael Bendis wrote, wrote Civil War II, II the title that nobody wanted. wanted. No one wanted that. He, that was, and like, that really, really, really wasn't a sequel, sequel to Civil War, War at all. Uh, no, no, it's just another Civil War. Um, yeah. How about this? Lois sure. is killed. That's the identity crisis story. Like, and uh, it's just so important that it drags the whole DC universe into it. Um, I mean, you know, that, huh. well, it's, it's, that, that's not a terrible idea because one of the best DC comics published in the last 10 years is the Injustice tie-in comic. What kicks off Injustice? The death of Lois Lane. Um, Lois Lane's, Lois Lane, Lois Lane's death was also supposed to be, um, the basic plot line of Justice League 2, the Zack Snyder sequel. That was going to be the reason why Superman was evil. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and then, then if you, you do, do the reset, reset Lois is back alive at the end of the story. story. Exactly. At issue one, in issue one, she's dead. Issue eight, she's back alive. And now she, the whole continuity is reset, and uh, there's no, well, there would have to be a Jonathan Kent. Like, Jonathan Kent can't go anywhere. Yes. You, you will, you put, here's the thing. Are the Legion, I'm not, okay, as, okay, yeah, okay. So, yeah. I'm not as, I'm not as well versed with the Legion of Superheroes, but like, are they immune to the ripple effect of time? Okay, so, so I, I love the Legion of Superheroes. But they, they have been, been through, through now six, six reboots. <laughs> six. Bendis is writing the Legion it of Superheroes. Insane. Oh my God. Yes. yes. Bendis, Bendis, okay, so, okay, so now it's interesting. interesting. So again, we did that other video about 5G and talking about all this stuff. And if you follow 5G and the rumors about it, and again, we don't absolutely jack nothing. Yep. Um, 
it seems like Jonathan Kent is going to be the Superman. Yes. So that's the one problem in your one more day theory. But what if the whole reason we aged up Jonathan Kent and sent him into the future is because that way we can reset the present day timeline and Jonathan Kent in his time bubble in the future is protected. Now, in the past, the Legion has survived certain reboots. Right. Um, that we have, in certain times, we have kept the old Legion past a reboot. Uh, Zero Hour was the first reboot of the Legion. Right. Up until that point, it was the original Legion from the 70s. And in Zero Hour, when they did the Zero issue, um, it was a brand new Legion. Now, here's the weird thing about that. In Zero Hour, they didn't change the numbering. So, so Legion of Superheroes, Superheroes, I'm just making up the numbers, Legion of Superheroes at the time, in like 70, issue 72, it was the old team. Yeah. Then they did a Legion of Superheroes zero, right. and it was the new team. And then the next issue was like Legion of Superheroes 74. <laughs> they didn't go back to one. Oh my God. That is, that's not <laughs> and that was the, Yeah, and that was the time when Legion had two titles. There was Legion of Superheroes and then Legionnaires. Yes. Oh my God. You know? And they were both popular. Yeah. Um, and, and then, then I can't, I can't, I, the, the next, next reboot is the Mark Waite. Oh, it's funny because Mark Waite rebooted the Legion twice. twice. Um, the, the next Legion reboot is, I believe, Identity. identity. No, it's Infinite, Infinite Crisis. Crisis. I think Infinite, Infinite Crisis, Crisis is the next, next one. one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. But like, but that being that, that, that in your, in, in your mindset. So Lois gets killed. Mm -hmm. They try and like the identity crisis is the crisis. It's like a yes. heroes in crisis two. Uh, Superman is miserable. He's sad. Uh, now the question is, is the crisis going to be an identity crisis where it's in continuity or is it an, a continuity reboot crisis? Because they could kill Lois. Superman retires. Jonathan comes back. He takes his father's place because he knows there, there can never be a world without a Superman. Oh man! Or you reboot it like we're expecting. Superman like actively affects the reboot because he knows Lois will come back, or it's a consequence of the fight he has to have where Lois comes back. Lois comes back. She okay, here anybody? Yeah. yeah. And here's, here's the, the other thing. thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, go ahead. Keep, keep going. going. Mm. I was like, like here's, here's here's another theory. theory. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think I think you might have hit on something. something. Yeah. So um, so, so yes, let's, let's say this identity crisis happens. Yes. Lois dies. Right. Um, Superman, Superman gets, gets depressed. depressed. Yep. Um, he, um, or whatever, he he's spends the entire storyline trying to bring Lois back, trying to bring Lois back, trying to bring Lois back. He does something that resets the timeline. Uh -huh. And when he brings Lois back, she doesn't remember who he is. And Superman is the only one that remembers the past timeline. See, Just like... The, the Superman, Superman 2000 reboot. And, and then mm -hmm. that leads Superman, Superman to be like, like I, I, I can't, can't take this. this. I retire. Right. And, and then, then when John, John comes, comes back from the future, future John, John is like, like he's like, hey, like, dad. And, and, and Superman's like, is super, Superman, they're the only two that remember each other. Right. See, I think it's going to be more tragic than that. I, but I'm building off what you said. I think okay, it's more ahead. like Lois and Superman are going to be both rebooted. Ooh. Neither of them and then John comes back. back. John comes back and he's the only one who remembers. Wow. So he's like a Wally West <laughs> where he has no parents. Yes. And 
there and and so the future is and so that would also cause john to be like well then what am i doing here and he just sticks with the legion of superheroes in the future thereby getting rid of john making it less uh, less complicated so that we can have ah! because that because superman here's the thing if superman if lois lane comes back and she doesn't remember him yes he is still not gonna want to bang the the cute fire like firefighter girl like the, the fact is he's still gonna be sad you know, well, well he, he's, he's he's still, still going to be, be for, for Lois, Lois because, because Superman, Superman is for Lois. Lois. That's, That's the, the way, way he always, always has been. Especially if he has a son with her, even if she doesn't remember him. So, like, the mm. only way to make it not messy is if he doesn't remember either. And mm. Bendis loves the the you know the tragic. So, like, John remembering both of them, but having no, and they're technically his parents, but they don't remember him. That makes him more yeah. like more interesting. In air quotes, of course. Uh, but that also Ugh. makes Dude, it I'll complicated, you... so he goes away. So now Superman can date, and it's not, like, gross, because Superman's full, because lo, because John's flying around going, like, oh, good, yeah. my dad's another date with my not-mom. All right, All right so, so um, um, I, think, I think, to be honest, honest with you, again, again we, know we know nothing. nothing. We're, We're speculating about speculation. About speculation. Yep. I, think I think it's, it's a, a fascinating, fascinating theory. theory. Right. Um, and I, I think... I think, I think you, you have, have hit on some stuff that they're, they're probably going to do. do. I, don't I don't know if they're going to do everything do. about it. No. I mean, I mean if, if I see Identity Crisis, Crisis 2 announced, I'm going to groan out loud. Well, but but um, I understand Synergy, SEO, why you would call it that. Um, are there any other pieces about your theory that you have that we haven't hit on? Because I would love to – again, okay, cool. Let's talk about then the only real other comparison we have to this, Spider-Man One More Day. Exactly. Okay. And let's, and let's talk, talk about, about, you know, because you know, Marvel, Marvel did this already. Yeah. And, and let's, let's talk about how successful, successful we think it is. What do we think about this? Because um, I'm going to say a controversial theory right, right, right now. now. I think, I think one, one more day, day was, was the right, right decision. decision. Even though I, well, I love that um, I love Peter Parker and Mary Jane being together. Do I like the storyline of the devil? No. But... I will, I will tell, tell you this, this the, the revitalization, revitalization of those books, the 10 years post One More Day right. are like, like 10, 10 years of solid Spider-Man. Spider mm. um, most of Brand New Day works. There's some clunkers in there. But you could tell like everybody was fired up again. Yeah. You know? Um, and so that's why I think, you know, it, it, and the sales went through the roof as well. That's right. Um, and, and, and that's, that's the great thing about it is that most of those stories weren't terrible. They're, they're actually pretty, pretty good. good. And that yeah. it also leads us to one of my favorite Spider-Man storylines of all time. Uh, what, what you think of Dan Slott or not, I think Superior Spider-Man is strong. Superior Spider-Man is really good. is excellent. And the thing is, with, with Superior Spider-Man, you really, like, I think you need one more day in order to get Superior Spider-Man. Um, yeah, I do. There is no, like, canceling that book then rebranding it, then coming out with it again, and then ending it again and undoing it, worst decision they could make. Superior Spider-Man was selling... Sure, yeah. Because Superior Spider-Man supplanted Amazing Spider-Man. They should Spider have just kept it. They, Superior yeah. Spider-Man supplanted Amazing Spider-Man, so it was doing those sales. But when you have a book that's called something new that has sales like Amazing, and then it's still carrying on, you don't cancel that book. I agree. I agree. I, I've, I've always thought that yeah. it's, it's funny, funny because, because they, they sort of, of uh, Dan sort of did, did the solution, solution later on yeah. 
Um, I think they should have kept Superior Spider-Man just going. Agreed. And then, and then with it, brought in a new Amazing Spider-Man number one. Yes. Um, now, it's funny, the, the clone conspiracy saga two that Dan did is... Mm. Anyways, but the... But the, but the end, end of that storyline story is, is that, that uh, Dr. Octopus, Octopus gets a brand new Peter body, exactly, basically. Right. And, and so, so he becomes, becomes the superior Spider-Man Spider again. Yep. I think that they should have, Dan, Dan should have used, used that ending for superior Spider-Man. Spider That's how Peter should have come, come back. back. Yeah. And, and then that yeah. way you could continue superior Spider-Man and then have Peter be back. Right. Obviously, you can sell multiple Spider-Man books People and you built you literally built an audience from nothing for a totally yeah. new Spider-Man. People who are like, I like Peter, like I like Spider-Man because he looks cool, but I wish he was an asshole. Oh, there's a book for you. It's called Superior Spider-Man or Scarlet Spider. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah. Well, the thing the thing about it that that storyline. I remember when I first heard that storyline, I was like, this sounds dumb. Yeah. And then when I read it, I was like, oh, this is great. Yep. This is. Holy cow, Spider-Man being a villain is very compelling. Yes. You know? It was great. Um, and and, and yeah, yeah. money on the table. They're just wasting money not having that book. Yeah. So, but I agree, I agree, I exactly agree with your point. We don't get Superior Spider-Man without one more day. I agree. Now, what do you, what do you think about, or no, they called it Brand New Day, I guess. One More Day became Brand New Day. Brand New Day, again, is what I, was what I meant, excuse me, is Brand New Day, I think, is mostly successful. Right. Um, I, I can't deny what do, it. What do you think about I yeah. hate it. Uh, uh, I, I hated everything about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that the creative teams were a great idea on paper, but a poor execution in in practice. I think that, like, mm -hmm. the thing about it was it, you, it's undeniable that the sales were through the roof for Spider-Man. Also, the, mm -hmm. like, Slaughterhouse-Five, like, process of let's get all these writers and they and make it come out, like, every like every other week or something. Like, like it, it, was it was a, a it was a it was a no it was a weekly book no it was it was three weeks a month right it was three weeks a month yeah nuts incredible successful and it infused a, a huge amount of money and uh and new yeah. creators and, and and all this stuff it works superficially speaking if i were an editor i would be happy that i made that decision as a reader i was happy with where spider-man was at the time and with the creative team they had already um JMS was a good name on that Strinsky, book. Yeah. He was a yeah. he was a solid. It wasn't like the it wasn't like when um when they were do, when they rebooted uh, Green Lantern and they were like kill Hal Jordan uh, literally out of nowhere. Let's kill off Hal not kill off Hal Jordan, but let's let's make him parallax. Let's put in this new guy. That was literally out of freaking nowhere. Let's get Ron Mars. He'll he'll do it. Like, but he wasn't doing Green Lantern beforehand. You know who was doing Green Lantern? Although I will, I will say, say, oh yeah, uh, I mean, somebody, somebody we don't, don't remember. remember. But, but exactly, I, I, will I will say although. although I, I love, I love Kyle's run, run but, but I, understand I understand your point. point. But, like, yeah, like, you can't <laughs> deny it was successful and it worked and they, it made a lot of people pissed off, but it created new fans and it made a new thing and, it, and we got a new character out of it. But it's not like that because JMS was selling. The Spider-Man book was selling. Let, well, let, let me ask, ask you this. this. I'm going to put, put the fly in your ointment, ointment. Yeah. that everybody, everybody puts out. out. I, the, the JMS run is a solid run. run. I love that run. It's, it's really, really good. good. Intel... Sins past. Sins past was Which, the first time that Spider-Man's editors and more importantly Joe Casada got into that. Like started putting their hands yes. into the thing. Now that being said, the concept was JMS's. That was a mistake. Mm. 
was a straight up mistake. It's why he said in Marvel Comics 1000, he got a chance to write a Spider-Man page again. And in that page, he put that he himself regretted Sin's past. He could have mm-hmm. said one more day. He could have said skin deep, which is the other one I hate. Like for me, JMS. Is oh, I don't, I don't remember, remember skin, skin deep. deep. No one does. It's okay. okay cool. cool. It's a. It's just. No. It's just a. It's a. It's a. It's a thud <laughs> in the run, right? Because like, you got everything's right, great. Cool. Everything's cool. Sin's past is the one time when everyone went, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" And by the way, yeah, yeah what, what is, is this? this? It, yes, and I, I think I, and I don't know. I, I'm not going to justify it. It's just like it was a horrible thing. I hate it, and it's terrible. Then after that, New Avengers and everything like that, it's great again. Mm-hmm. And then Skin Deep is just like, yeah. why did you do that? But black, but back in black, also of course, it wouldn't exist without the One More Day initiative, and wouldn't exist without Civil War. Yeah. But like the New Avengers stuff was great. Like the the Digger arc, the Shock Shathra arc, like everything about what he was doing. Even though I, I love the whole Moreland and Gideon thing. thing. Yeah. That, that was, was great. great. Yeah, I, I hated the other. There were it's funny, I defend the JMS yes. run. But I also The other yeah, is the other and Sins Past and like One More Day, some of the mm. worst Spider Man stories of all time, in one of my favorite runs of all time. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Um But, but that, that also means the, the great thing about that is that J. Michael Straczynski was um Swinging for the fences, and that's I, I love when right. And so when you swing for the fences, sometimes you're gonna strike out. That's right, and he's you know he's never doing something that he didn't think was like a big idea, um, except yeah. for skin deep. But like, there's a lot of uh, yes. but with that, res- but I'm um, gonna Google this thing. I gotta yeah, I gotta remember what this is. Basically, the, the long short <laughs> of it is JMS retcons that Peter had a friend in high school who was more of a geek than he was. It's like an ev- it's like a cracked mirror version of Peter Parker. Like, what if Peter Parker okay. k- remained a troll? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what if, in- if instead of Peter Parker becoming a hero, he became a troll? Okay, well, it's just possible. possible. All right, it's, that it's sounds like Michael like, J. Michael Straczynski was just responding to fans. I think he was. He's like, look, this guy is you. Um, but uh, but yeah, he retconned in that Peter Parker had this had this like friend in high school and. He's a big asshole, and then he gets powers, and he burns down their house. Like he is mm. a he's he his role is just to get Peter and May and Mary Jane into Avengers Mansion or Avengers Tower. Mm-hmm. Like that's why they're there. True. Is because this okay, so let's, their house down. Um, it's yeah, funny because again, again like, like brand, brand new day, day man. man. I remember I, I tried, tried it out. out. That's like the thing, because I, everyone I, tried I, it I, out. At, at that, that point, point, I up to then I kind of dropped off the J. Michael Straczynski run. Like, I think Skin Deep and and Sins of Evil. Sins Pass. What, what, what a thing that what, killed it forever. Sins, Sins Pass. Ugh, Gwen Stacy. Anyways, um, and one more day, kind of like dropped me off. But then I was like, okay, this is a brand new starting point. I'm interested to see where this goes. And and again, there are a lot of stumbles in it, but there are a lot of really good storylines in it. And then it leads us into the Dan Slot run. Um, which I argue is one of the uh, best because not like his I agree, run, I, but mm-hmm. but uh, that well, first well again, it's, 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 it's just it's just like, like J. Michael Straczynski. Straczynski. We, we just talked about how J. Michael Straczynski has a great Spider-Man run, even though he has a couple clunkers. Dan Slot the same way. Same way. Dan Slot, I I agree. I I think Dan Slot is one of the greatest Spider-Man writers of all time. Now, does that doesn't mean that he doesn't have some clunkers in there? Because I don't think anybody likes Red Goblin. <laughs> but I think uh, that's the least egregious <laughs> thing he does in the list of egregious things he does. 
you know, and we talked about clone conspiracy, but big time is fantastic. Superior Spider-Man is amazing. And then you have to give him Spider-Verse. Right. Because I think Spider-Verse is a, is a fucking home run. I recognize the, 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 the I hate Spider-Verse. And, oh, get out of uh, here. You don't it. have a heart. Oh. Well, I, I hate Spider-Verse because <laughs> it only seeks to illustrate the lack of specialness that is Peter Parker. Because I have a real problem with redundancies. You know? Superman's no. great. But, but you, you like, like the DC Universe. Right. Well, like, but, right? But, uh, that's the thing is that, like, I love Batman. Three Batmans? Pass. Five Robins? No. Mm. Like, I have a problem oh. with redundancies. Uh, Superman, mm-hmm. he's great, but for Superman, get out of here. Unless it's in the '90s, in which case, oh, see, it's I'm, awesome. I'm, 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 I'm the fan, fan where I love the moment where um, Oliver Queen comes, comes back from the, the dead, dead right. and, and Connor Hawk is Green Arrow, yeah. and Connor Hawk goes, "Well, what am I going to call me now?" And Oliver's like, "Well, you're Green Arrow. I'm Green Arrow. Who cares?" And I'm like, "Yep, that's right." <laughs> see, no, and, but that's like Connor Hawk advances to Green Arrow. That's like story. You know what I mean? Like I like Nightwing too. Sure. Um, but when, mm. but for me, it's like, but a the old yeah, but the old, for me, it's like a spider verse. It's like, all you're doing is basically saying that the reason why people like Spider-Man is because he has a cool costume and great powers. And mm. that's not why I like Spider-Man. I, I understand your point. Um, but I also so like, like kind of like crisis, crisis on infinite earth, earth, the TV event. Yes. Um, where like. Even though a lot of it is gobbledygook and doesn't make much sense, it's fun because you're seeing all these characters meet each other. And I felt that Spider-Verse was the same way. It's an event where where it could collapse under the weight of its own plot, but because it doesn't, I'm willing to give it a pass. The other thing is, with Superman, Thousand Superman, fine. Batman, to that degree, also. For me, Spider-Man's a poor kid from Queens. When you give him a wrist-mounted interdimensional hopper, you ruin who Spider-Man is. Like, uh, yeah, it's a little far, like, but yeah. I, I him, like, the, the only, as far into space as I want, I want him, like, I liked him in Secret Wars where he's like, this is out of my depth. I don't know what the hell this is. Like, that's fun. But when you make him an interdimensional hopping duplicate of a thousand other guys, most of them are, like, you know, super powerful. I'm like, that's not for me. That's not Spider-Man. It's, 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 it's my, my argument, argument against, against uh, the MCU Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Right. Is, is that the MCU, MCU Spider-Man basically has an Iron Man suit on, right. and to me that's not that's not Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man's basically wearing tights that can rip off at any point. Yeah. If he has a suit that can call down missiles from space, yeah. that's, that's not, not Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Well, he's not gonna have that forever. They're gonna break those glasses. Like, <laughs> I, I freaking hope so, man. Because yeah. I get I get so tired of that Iron that Spider-Man suit being able to do kill mode and everything that we can think of at the last moment. Because it's a it's a Deus Ex Machina when Peter can just be like, oh yeah, I have laser beams inside. Fire. Yeah. Then he's never in danger. I mean, Homecoming. The whole point of it at the end of it is like it's not about the suit because he loses the suit and he saves the day in a in a crappy costume. And that's the thing I appreciated about Homecoming. But and we didn't have that in. Far from home, or yeah, I, I call, call Spider-Man, Spider-Man lost in Euro- Spider-Man's European vacation. That's I call that. I know. It's, um, that's, it's, Spider-Man really National Lampoon's European vacation. What is with these terrible titles for Spider-Man? <laughs> I don't know. They're bad. They're really bad. I mean, I'm, I'm now expecting. I'm now expecting the third one to be called Spider-Man Homeless. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I wholly or expect that. Or, or Spi- Spider-Man Home, Home on the Range. Right. Spider-Man Home. Maybe we're. I don't know. I don't know. But it's terrible. Uh, anyways, anyways, but, um, it's, it's interesting. interesting. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's talking about Spider-Man Spider One More Day. Like the thing that everybody jives against is the devil. Yes. I think I think if they had done the exact same storyline, right. like it reset the status quo and whatever, and had done, you know, and it's funny because the one thing I don't like about Brand New Day, well, there's multiple things I don't like about Brand New Day, but mostly I like Brand New Day. Yes. And the one big thing I don't like about Brand New Day is they introduce this idea that it wasn't just the devil thing, the deal with the devil. Yeah. It was that there is some other Doctor Strange spell that when people see it complicated, it overcomplicated. Well, here's the thing. They didn't like, everyone agreed the devil thing was terrible. So Casada's like, okay. Mm -hmm. So he wrote another story called Omit. It's one moment in time, which is an acronym for Omit. Yes. We're omitting the devil from the story, which is that yeah. the secret that Mary Jane asks Mephisto is, He'll never agree to it if it's a deal with the devil. You have to make it so that you're not doing it. So then Mephisto's like, okay. So then Mephisto changes continuity so that he does it, but he does it in continuity where he doesn't really do it. Actually, Reed Richards, Doctor Strange, and whoever, and Iron Man get together and use a memory wiping machine, and they do it. Yeah, yeah. It, which, which is, is ridiculous. ridiculous. F you. But like, well, because yeah, yeah, well, and the only reason why that exists is just to shut up the people who don't read Spider-Man because mm -hmm. he made a deal with the devil, and he's like, no, see, in story reasons, Mary Jane doesn't want to be with him anymore because she wants kids and she won't let her father die, or like her mm -hmm. the father of her child die, and I'm like, that sucks, and no, um, for me, that whole thing, like the the one more day is irrelevant. Like whether it's the deal with the devil or it's like magic, Dr. Strange, Reed Richards, I don't care. The trajectory of where that story was going was up. And as a result of the change, it went back and they wanted to have their cake mm -hmm. too, where it's like, we want all the continuity and all the history, but we just don't, we just don't want this one fundamental aspect of this character. And I'm like, then you've changed everything. And I drop, and that's, that's and that and that's what we've talked and that's what we've talked about, about like when I mentioned, mentioned like the new fifty two where it should have been a hard reboot. reboot. That's, that's the problem, problem is that these creators, it's like you can do that, you can do that, but if you're gonna do it, you cannot. It's either it is a hard change, yeah, or we're staying in the continuity we are. You're not changing anything. You cannot have both because when you have both, that's where it becomes a jumbled mess. And and it also betrays that your stories are not yours. And that's why I dropped mm -hmm. Spider-Man and everything for a long time after One More Day. Because I was like, yes. oh, my stories aren't mine. They are always yep. going to be beholden to editorial influence. There is no reason to read comic books anymore. You know, you know what? what? And, and, that, and, and that's, that's why, why this is not, not a comic, comic book thing. thing. Right. One, One of the, the best, best examples of this storytelling method, method, doing the exact same, same thing like we're talking, we're hinting about with Superman and Spider-Man. This sort of devil's deal. And resetting is Star Trek 2009. Oh, yeah. And a lot of Trek fans are going to come at me, but I love that movie, and I love the original series. Star Trek is one of my favorite things. That movie, with the way that they reset their timeline, speaks exactly to the thing you just said, where you're like, it made it feel like the stories weren't mine. That movie is like, no, all those stories are happening over here. And we're, and we're over here. So those storylines can still exist. And the funny thing about that is that Picard, which is going to come out, it might be out by the time this video releases. Yeah. Um, um, 
I don't know what date it happens. Um, February something. I don't know. January. I don't know. Anyways, um, it's continuing this timeline. And then they just announced that the Noah Hawley stuff is probably going to happen over here. So they have two timelines, and neither one invalidates the other. Right. Right. You know, so you if, if you saw Star Trek 2009 and you were like, I'm done with Star Trek, cool. Yeah. All these stories still happen. Yeah. You know? Right. And, and so it fixes the problem that you had. And I think that might be the best example of this storytelling device. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and One More Day is essentially that. It's just that, like, only Peter, like, yeah. only Peter and Mary Jane remember the way it used to be, and even Peter doesn't remember. So, yeah, never mind. Actually, Peter doesn't remember, and neither does Mary Jane well, anymore. It's really weird. One, one final question, question I want to ask you. Yeah. And I want to bring it. I want to bring it back to Superman. Superman. Yeah. So, so we, we talked, talked about, about how, in this weird speculation, speculation that we're like, like okay, Lois's death seems to be a great inciting incident. incident. Yes. It seems to be a great thing. Okay. Especially because nobody knows what to do with her anymore, except for that Greg Rucka series. But like. I argue that's just bad writers because, because to me, Lois Lane, Lane is one of the most fascinating characters of DC. I agree, universe. but I'm I agree. Saying they're not doing series. Like the, the, yeah. the fact yeah. that there's not a Daily Planet series blows my mind. I know because um, that that's just an idea farm. Like that, that's there should anyway. be a Daily Bugle book. There should be a Daily Planet book. I agree. Yep. 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 I agree. Um, and there should be a there should always be a GCPD book, a Gotham Central book. Uh, um, yeah. At least there was one. Oh. Yeah. But uh, there, uh, that's the advantage. At least there was one, and it was great. I would be like, let's do one where Gordon is in charge. It's Gordon Harvey Bullock, man, doing the wire in Gotham. I can't Boom. believe that doesn't exist. I, yeah, that book would just uh, – so many ideas for that book. Anyways, um, and I put that out in the world to anybody listening, uh, Mr. Bendis. Right. Yeah, play to your strengths, Write the hell out of that book. He would. Yeah, yeah write, write the hell out of that, that book because that book just could be 500 issues and we'd never get tired of it. Make it a anyway. black label and do uh, anything. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so to bring it back, back to Superman, Superman yes. the, the thing, thing that we sort of happened upon with One More Day is that there has to be a price. Yes. And it is better served when this price is given to the hero by a character. So let me ask you this question. Uh, because I quite, I really don't understand Apex, Lex, and all that stuff. No, we'll all be undone pretty soon anyway. It's almost over. Okay. Well, my question is, as it leads into this, is that do we think that this, whatever this event is, Identity Crisis 2, as we like to call it, um, which I actually think might be what it's called. Anyways, um, I think we might have, like, you know, consciousness of the universe. We might have stumbled upon it. Anyways, um, do we think, okay, is this going to be Apex Lex? No. And, and Superman. Superman. Well, I think that or, by the time okay. we get there, Perpetual will mm-hmm. have taken away his powers and he'll be back to being regular Lex Luthor again. Oh, really? Oh, so, so you, you think, think you think um, um, the Scott Center Justice League story will solve I think there's solve. only one more issue left of it. Okay. I, I think, honestly, if we're going to, like, if, if we're going to introduce, like, a devil into it, I think the devil's going to be Barbados. <laughs> or Barbados? Yeah. Is, is it, it Barbados? Or or ba- or bar- it's probably Barbados. Yeah, you're right. I always call him Barbados. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, by the way, um, I'm, I'm just, just going to call shenanigans on Barbados, Barbados, yeah. because um, if you read the Grant Morrison run, which is all about Barbados, um, none of the new Barbados stuff fits into that. So I'm just throwing it out there. No. So, but but Scott made and Grant have talked about it. Like, I know. Should have made a brand new character. Just throwing that out there. His design sucks. So. 
Oh, they, they show who what he actually looks, looks like, like now? now? In Dark Knight's Metal, we see him. He looks like a stupid hooded dude with wing. I'm like, that's uh, the lamest thing you could do. I, 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 I've I read Dark Knight's Metal, and I kind of, I, I guess, guess I've forgotten it. So. <laughs> Not there's so much, dude. There's, there's so, so much cosmic-y, cosmic-y, cosmic I, I can't keep, keep it straight. straight. I know, and I, and I hate it because, like, there's so much reverence for, like, Neil Gaiman mm -hmm. and for Morrison in there. Like, Snyder really yeah. wants to be like, look at, like, look, I got to use Dream. I asked Neil Gaiman, and he said yes. Like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's not part of it. Nobody cares. Okay, okay interesting, because I, I, I kind of was like, like, oh, well, maybe there's, like, maybe this is how we'll get rid of Apex Lex. Like, Lex will be, like, I'll do, do this, this, and Superman's, Superman's like, take, take away your powers. powers. Right. I'm trying. Oh. No, I I'm, think Superman's not going to make that go away. Okay, well, I'm, I'm trying, trying to think about, because, because if you, you do Missile Spitlick, which, which you could, yeah. because, because, again, if you're going back to the Alan Moore theory, it it does, it's retreading, right? You've seen it before. And I, and I, man, I don't want Superman to make a deal with Neuron, the DC Universe That would be so lame. No, I think it will be Missile Spitlick, and I think the reason why we know that is because, A, Bendis read it. B, clearly he's not afraid to do things that they already did before. We just sure. had the Truth story arc, and it's called Truth. It's called Truth. Sure he doesn't care. It, but mm. I, but I didn't do it though, so it's different. And I think that that's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. But I uh, think we're gonna see that. Like you know how uh, what's it called? Like Brainiac, uh, he takes over Lex's body. Like we're gonna see that. I think we're gonna see uh, uh, the like the rogues. I think we're gonna see like somebody try to kill Superman at work. Or something, you know, like when the when Toy Man blew up the blew up the, you know, and all, and it all, all leads to, to a, a, a face off at the, at the uh, new, new Fortress of Solitude. Solitude. Hey, there are a couple of cool cameos from like Batman and Shazam and stuff in there. Like, they could show up. They could be mm -hmm. in that. Like, let me um, let, let me, me ask, ask you this. Oh, I, I came up with an idea, idea and I, 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 I Well, let me say this. Yeah, let me say this. Um, we've been you know criticizing a lot here. I do want to give a I want to give a bit of praise. Uh, uh, to, to Mr. Bendis, who we know is watching. Um, <laughs> Big fan of Hello. Ryan, uh, please, uh, please leave a like on the video. Yeah, please. Uh, and a comment down, down below. below. Um, you know, yeah, just don't threaten my mom, mom please. <laughs> uh, um, anyways, um, I will say this. Um, Brian melding the origin of the Legion of Superheroes into current Superman continuity is, I think... A genius, a genius idea, idea. Mm. and I, I think, think it is, is the best, best idea in his current Superman. Superman. Ah. Um, and I, I kind of think it's better than the Superman identity, identity reveal. reveal. And, and part of the reason why I, I say that is because I have a file folder in my Google Docs um, about what I would do in my Superman run or my Superman ideas. Yeah. And um, and Mr. Bendis beat me to it. Oh no. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't like this, but like I, I for years had had the idea where I was like, oh, there needs to be some sort of cosmic event that Superman saves, and the whole universe loves Superman, and then that's that explains why Superman is still famous a thousand years, a thousand years in the future, because he's the greatest super. And I, I, for for years, I was like, I'm gonna tell that story. It's gonna be like a Galactus type event. Superman's gonna save everybody, and then the Legion shows up, and they're like, "Thank you, Superman. This is the event that inspires the United Planets." Right. So, damn you, Mr. Bendis, but also awesome, awesome job. It's a great idea. Yeah, that's the greatest thing in his run, and it's really smart. So, kudos for that. Um, and I kind of want to be like, give us more of that. Right. Less less rogues are more United Planets. Much less. 
I, I, yeah. feel, I honestly feel like, I mean, that's where he wants to go. I think he's just like, I want, yeah. like, he's, it, this is all kind of like still cleaning house for him where he's like, I really just want to tell mm. stories. I want to reset. Like, I just want to get to this point so I can start doing that. You know, you know, you're, you're, you know, it's, it's funny, funny because, because the whole thing I love about your theory is that, again, there's a lot of evidence for it. Right. And there's also a lot of evidence when you connect Bendis back to his Marvel stuff. Exactly. Because when you look at his Avengers run, what did he do? He killed off the Avengers and made it right. Got rid of them. Moved them on. Yeah. What did he do when he took over Daredevil? He flipped out the identity and was like, new status quo. Yeah. Um, what did he do with the X-Men? Oh, the young X-Men are back. Right. New status quo. Yeah. Um, so, so we, we haven't, haven't seen, seen that, that with Superman. Superman. No. And, and maybe that's because DC editorial was like, mm, you gotta slowly. We can't. Yeah, you can't. We can't just rip off the mandate. Right now, Marvel, yeah. you can flip the table when you first walk in the room. DC, you gotta yeah. take your time. Yeah. yeah. They'll get mad. Um, They'll leave. They'll quit. Well, okay. Final, Final question for this. this. Okay. I think, I think it's, it's a great theory. theory. Thank you. The, the one, one book that everybody thinks Brian Michael Bendis should write. Mm-hmm. Is Batman. Batman. That's the one I think you should write. Because he, he writes, writes crime, crime books, books and he's, he's very, very good at it. And Batman um, Universe is the best Bat book of the last five years, at least. Oh, I haven't read it. Is, is it really good? good? I love it. And now, cool. Darrington is 90% of that book. The art mm. is phenomenal. He's a great artist. He is so good. Um, mm. But his Batman has humanity and humor, but it's not awkward and odd. And, mm. and like and poorly timed but there's gravitas and there's grit and he does take him into space and do all kinds of crazy crap but like he still remains batman just it, it's it's a clear and present like this is what bendis would do with, with batman and it's just it's all cohesive and it doesn't really meander it's just it's a really solid and it's 12 issues or something like it's mm. it's a solid run it's just a good book and it's like a it's proof positive he should have batman all right, all right so, so- We've, We've clearly established, established that, that Mr. Mr. Bendis, Bendis yes. um, likes to reset things. Do you have any, because I don't, do you have any ideas, how would Bendis reset or change Batman? I mean, his status quo is to reset these things. Right? I mean, if I were him, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd put most of the Robins away and bring okay. back Alfred. Like, Inter- inter- I, think, I think I think Alfred's, Alfred's coming, coming back, back real quick. quick. There's no question. Well, like once they yeah. killed Alfred and then they were like, "Oh no, he's really dead." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, the crisis couldn't come fast enough." Yeah, like, that crisis is gonna break. That that also, they're definitely killing Lois. I mean, I would honestly, I would honestly say that I bet the, the only, only reason they killed Alfred, Alfred is because, because yeah, yeah, there's, there's some, some sort of reset, reset coming. coming. Right. They were like, "Yeah." Well, as I, I, I and this is, I don't, I don't know, I don't have confirmation, but I've heard because I remember in one of the later issues. Batman says, no, Clayface is standing in for Alfred. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee you the higher-ups were like, no, 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 no. Really kill him, though. Mm-hmm. And they was like, what? They're not. They're never going to forgive me for this. And they're like, yeah, no, we'll bring him back in the crisis. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so you think we'll table the Robins yeah, I think, and Alfred comes back? Yeah, if, 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 um, if Bendis had the button on the continuity, if, if he had his finger on the continuity button, he'd mm-hmm. get rid of two or three Robins. Like he, you think he, he can kill him, or they're just gone? No, they don't. Just, like, they don't well, I'm saying, like, if he was like continuity, if he was like, oh, in the crisis, I want this, this, and this, and I'll take Batman. He'd undo like Damien, uh, and Jason Todd, or you know, but like he'd he'd scale it back. 
Um, mm. I think he, this is, and I know people are going to be like, that's you talking because I'm like, yeah, get rid of Damien and, sure. and, and clean house, kill, re kill Jason Todd. You haven't done anything good with him since red hood. Um, but, uh, I think that with him, he's like, he's a purist with, with Batman. He's a purist with Superman. So I think mm. that for him, he'd be like, no, 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 make it, make it clean. Make it, make it, make it scale back. I'm going to say, say this, this. You, you bring up your, your Jason, Jason Todd point. point. Yeah. Um, I think, I think Jason, Jason Todd, Todd should have been, been Leviathan. Leviathan. Just, Just throwing that out there. there. Why not? Yep. Right. I think because who because who cares about a 1970s Manhunter guy, guy that we haven't seen in ten years? Literally nobody. Yeah. yeah. I actually, when they revealed it as Jason Todd, I was like, that's cool because that way we can stop him being an antihero. And he, if you make Jason Todd the biggest supervillain in the DC universe, I'm in. I'm in. Yep. You know, literally, there's only that's two of that's one of two things you could do with Jason Todd. Either he kills the Joker and takes his place. Or he becomes the evil Batman of the DC universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I like the idea of him as the evil Batman. Batman. That's really, and also making him a primarily a Superman villain. Right. Very interesting. interesting. I love very it. well because that also yeah. plays into the Nightwing thing. Because like Night- yep. Nightwing is Nightwing because he's like I- I'm I'm following in Superman's footsteps. Yeah. yeah. Superman, Superman names him. him. Yeah. Well, Nightwing was Superman. His his uncle. uncle. Yeah. Superman. Well, mm-hmm. like Nightwing is a Kryptonian superhero that he models himself after. Yeah, so, it's, like, the the thing, it's, it's, it's the thing. It's it's a thing that a lot of people don't realize about Nightwing, and it's why he's my favorite comic book character. Is that Nightwing's two biggest inspirations are Batman is not Batman's involved, but yeah. Nightwing's heroes. If you look at all the choices Dick has made, are Superman and Commissioner Gordon. Right. Yeah. That's the reason why he becomes a cop. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. So no, they. But anyways, DC doesn't know what they have. Because Nightwing is like the perfect template for the legacy and the future of the DC universe. It's like, yeah, just just let him be. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, so with respect to that, I think Bendis would start Batman kind of at zero, make him a little like more youthful, a little more fun, um, infuse a little more like Silver Age into him. Interesting. Interesting. Well, fine. fine with that. If he wanted, cool. interesting. I don't think he does. I think he just... It's I the obvious choice. He'll, he'll take, take him. him. He'll, he'll take, take him. him. He didn't. I, I, I think he it, wanted to... Yeah, well, anyway. We don't know. Well, I the, the, the rumors out, out there is that everybody... everybody apparently, they offered him Batman, Batman first, and then he, he said, said, what about Superman? Superman? Right. Um, it's, it's the, the obvious choice. choice. Yeah. But, but again, again, Batman's one of these characters that... How can you say no to Batman? You can't. Like, eventually... Eventually... Brian Michael Bendis, Bendis will be, be writing, writing the actual, actual Batman. Batman it and will you know, happen. The fact is, he had a Batman book. Like they gave him his own Batman book. It was in a, it was a yeah. Walmart book, but now it's in a regular book, and it's great. Sure. Um, those, those, I mean, also, 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 also by the way, fun fact: most, most of those Walmart, Walmart books, books, great. Oh yeah, that Superman book by Tom King, surprisingly great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really good. good. It, it well, the, the whole fact of the matter, man. Like I grew up reading comics from a Walmart. Yeah. So there were no comic book shops anywhere near me. So if, if, if it wasn't for a Walmart, I would not be reading comic books right now. I wouldn't even know what comic books were right now. So like as soon as they started doing that, I saw so many people complain, and I was like, get over it. This is about creating new readers and giving people more access. I agree. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, Mr. Bendis, uh, thank you for watching, and uh, I look forward to your Batman. Yeah, thanks so much for another great episode you uh, you watched. Uh- <laughs> You didn't have to write that comment about my dog, uh, but uh, fine, whatever. Yeah, yeah.
I've been written by Ben is my name. No. But uh, <laughs> listen, uh, yeah. So I, I think they're gonna win more day Superman. I appreciate like you know you pay, you focusing on that because I was like I just I just said it because I was like yeah. yeah I think that's what's gonna happen. But like I think, I think you're in, man. I, I think you're seeing the, the I think you're reading, reading the tea leaves. Yeah, I think you're I think you I think you tuned in. Yeah, we I think we yeah. stumbled upon the whole roadmap for what they're gonna do for the next year. <laughs> like we got yeah. the identity crisis too. We got the we got the crisis reboot. We got the Jonathan Kent status quo. It's all mm-hmm. coming together. So come back to this episode yep. later on when it all happens and and blame us for it. Yep. I look <laughs> for all the YouTube, YouTube comments where people are like, they were right, like, like a year, year later. Yeah, right? Close, close enough. enough. They only come back close when enough. we're wrong. <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I noticed that on my – like, I don't even really make YouTube videos anymore. I just do them every once in a while at youtube.com slash Jawan. You can see that. It's whenever I have time because I honestly don't have time anymore. Right. But – I'll have, I'll have people, people comment, comment on videos, videos from five years ago, be like, you were wrong. And I was like, well, no shit, because it was five years ago, you right. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I know. You know? Yeah. There's it's like, look, if I made a YouTube video in 1985, which would have been impossible, by the way, but if I had and be like, there will never be another Star Wars movie. Right? You can't comment on you can't comment on now and be like, you were wrong. Who cares? Reporting in from 2020, guy was wrong, idiot. Yeah. Thanks. You know. Yeah. I can't. I I can never say that they'll never do anything anymore. No, 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 no. Because they will do anything. It'll. It'll all be. The only thing they won't do is my books into TV shows or movies. That's the only thing they won't do. <laughs> Until they do. Well, I mean, you can, you can guarantee that if you just never sell them. If you never sell them, then you can absolutely guarantee that it'll never happen. I would rather be wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Jason, thanks I so hope... much for joining me as always. Dude, Dude oh, it's always a pleasure. It's always a blast. blast. Same here. Uh, but yeah, like before you go, obviously we got we to gotta tell them more about Jupiter Jet. Which you can check out. Yeah. If you like, yeah. If you liked any of our fun ruminations, then please go check out my comic book written by me and my wife Ashley Victoria Robinson, Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio. It's on Kickstarter right now. JupiterJetComic.com. It's a fun read. It's Mark Russell called it the writer of the Flintstones and Snaggle Plus and Wonder Twins. He I had him read the first issue and he said it was one of the most optimistic comic books he's read in the last ten years. A nice praise. So, I like that. It was, it was very nice, nice praise, praise because he's, he's a very, very talented, talented writer. writendo and, uh, and, and Mr. Bendis, who is watching right now, as we know, uh, he, he likes, likes him as well. well. So that's you know. right. That's uh, real, so, by the way. He actually did. He actually did read the book. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, yeah JupiterJetComic.com. We have a lot of great rewards and help us make our independent comic books. See you next time. Everybody.